Hey everybody, welcome to Foothills Youth Podcast. We're glad you're here. We exist to help people follow Jesus. And so all of our content, we hope, helps you do that. So make sure you subscribe, follow along with us as we post once a week the things we're talking about in our own personal youth ministry. Thanks for coming. Hi, I'm Mark Buchanan. I'm coming to you from Ambrose University where I teach. Real privilege to be with you. Wish I could be with you in person but um, we've, we're getting used to this. When I was uh, 12 or 13 year old, years old, my, my father, I wasn't, I wasn't a Christian, he wasn't a Christian, he took my brother and I to a R-rated film. And in those days, I don't know how it works now, but if you're 12 or 13, your father or parent could sign off for you and go to R-rated films. I was super excited as a, as a little pagan kid to do this. Thinking back, I don't remember the film was, I think the only reason it was R-rated is it had the F word a couple times in it. And that, back in the 1970s, would get that designation. Move to today, 2021, where it's just a regular thing to hear that kind of language on uh, broadcast television and and stream stream television, etc. that's no longer a word that you know we we somehow try to keep the from the from the ears of the children but this is the the word that's become this sort of shock word in our moment in our culture is the s word submission Uh, we despise this there's something in us even me as i'm about to teach on it and hopefully reframe how you think about that word submission, that idea of it. But uh, even when I say it, there's something in me that recoils, that wants to reject it, because the default image I have, maybe you do too, is on one side, those who demand submission. And it's it's a picture of oppression. It's a picture of coercion. It's a picture of really tyranny, tyranny rather. And then on the other side, those who are commanded to submit. We think of some, somebody groveling, somebody being crushed under the heel, somebody being marginalized, somebody without power being forced into a position that they don't choose and they don't want. We don't like the word submission. Ironically, there is a word that we do like, and it's very closely related, mission. We like the word mission, Uh, not just in the church. We like the word all over the place. It is a a common place that corporations would have a mission statement, that thing they're setting out to do. We talk about having a personal mission, whether we're Christ followers or not. That's just language that pervades our culture. And of course, Tom Cruise has made uh, you know, great wealth on many things, but not the least taking the 60s TV show Mission Impossible and turning it into a movie franchise. If you remember the line from that, that goes all the way back to the 1960s television show, but he would get some message and it would say, this is your mission should you choose to accept it. And we're already, our adrenaline's running because we know this is going to be high, high stakes and, 
and uh, high drama and lots of chases and lots of fights and all this. This is your mission should you choose to accept it. Submission is a despised word, mission a prized word. Here's the thing, you can't have one without the other. There is no such thing as a mission in life, in work, in ministry, without a submission, both from the person whose mission it is, you actually as an individual, if you have a mission in life, there's gonna be submission involved. Things you have to say no to, things you deny, sacrifices you make, uh, things you do that you'd rather not do for the sake of the mission. There can't be any mission without submission, and there can't be any mission for an organization or a church if there isn't submission, not in the groveling sense, in this root sense. This is what submission fundamentally means. There's a bunch of people who rearrange their lives, their energy, their gifts for the sake of serving that mission. That's what actually submission means. The word in, uh, in the original language, and as, as it comes to us in scripture, uh, it, it was often that word used in a military context. So think about this. If uh, I, I, you know, a, a nation's going out to war, somebody's going out to war, they have a mission that they're trying to accomplish to kind of win a battle, win a war, whatever it happens to be, subdue an enemy. Um, that's the mission, but that mission can't happen without a lot of support underneath it. There has to be somebody feeding the troops. There has to be somebody kind of planning routes, etc. There has to be somebody bring, bringing provisions. That's all submissive work in the root sense that it supports submission. It's just true in life. It's true in a, a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> Tom can't get his mission accomplished unless he himself will make submission. In other words, he has to kind of sacrifice things and risk things and all of that for the sake of the mission. But he's got this whole team. You know, they're computer geeks and all of those sorts of things. He cannot accomplish the mission without that skinny blonde guy whose name I forget, but, but it just can't happen. So that's the root sense of submission. Uh, this thing that we do that really matters, that actually gets the, the blood flowing and the heart thumping. And, and when we win, we celebrate. And when we lose, we grieve. A mission is a thing we care about, we prize. But there can't be any mission in life, in work, in ministry without submission. The person who got this best was Jesus. Jesus understood that the mission that he was given on this earth by his father would not happen without his own submission and without the submission of those he recruited around him. Not in some groveling way. You don't look at the disciples and think, oh my goodness, is he ever oppressing them? He's freeing them to something bigger than them. But they have to submit in the sense of support that which is the, the purposes of God. So Jesus, when he came onto this earth, had this mission and it is a mission bigger than you know Tom Cruise ever took on. Tom's you know saving us all from the terrorists out there or whatever. Jesus is saving all humanity and all creation from an unthinkable uh, future or fate. Saving us for a beautiful future. Uh, that's a huge mission. 
That gets her heart thumping. But in order to carry out that mission, first of all, Jesus had to submit. Had to submit to uh, choose a path where the normal kind of uh, joys of life, getting married, having kids, having grandkids, he, he had to forsake that. He had to forsake um, buying a house. Jesus never owned a house as far as we know. Uh, the normal things that we're pursuing, he had to say no to in order that he might carry out this greater mission. There was submission. And as I said, those around him were recruited into the mission to fulfill it with him, but also to submit to it. So there's sort of choices they had to make, uh, acts of denial, self-denial that they had to undertake in order to get that mission accomplished. A lot of this is summed up in the great passage in Philippians chapter 2, which says that Jesus uh, for, uh, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but instead humbled himself and became obedient or submissive even to death on a cross. I'm going to come back to that because I think there's something very crucial to that. But that, 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 that whole passage in Philippians 2 captures that if you want to accomplish some great thing, no matter the scale of it, you're, no, none of us are called to do the great thing Jesus did. We're not saving all humanity and all creation, but we're involved somehow in that mission in our lives. Or we're just involved in a mission at work. We're trying to get the report done by the end of the week or whatever. Uh, it will only happen if you also embrace some submission. You support it and others are around you sort of bringing what you need to accomplish that end. So that, that clarifies, I think, sort of takes away this disdain, this kind of revulsion we might feel from this, uh, hearing this word. You can't have mission without submission. That's a simple point. I know that you've been looking at uh, a book that, or at least uh, getting a lot of teaching from a book, Richard Foster's Celebration Discipline. This is my copy I bought nearly four years ago. It's kind of ragged because this book has been very, very important to me. In, in that book, he, uh, Foster has a chapter on submission and he defines submission this way. He said, submission is giving up the burden of having to get your own way. I like that, but I actually want to take it beyond that. I think it's how he plays that out and teases that out is very, very good. Giving up the burden of always having to get my own way. I mean, that is a burden, actually. If I'm going around roaring, demanding, insisting you do it my way, at some point I run out of friends. Uh, and my anxiety is at such a level that I'm just twisted and bent. And, and I, to, to have the freedom to give up that that insistence, you do it my way. I want to actually take it beyond that, and I want to come back to the Philippian 2 passage. That's what Paul says, that Jesus, though being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped or sort of like seized, but instead submitted, humbled himself, and became in very nature servant. Now here's a crucial thing, and this is Mark Buchanan's definition of submission based on that of Philippians 2. I think at the heart of submission is this, is giving up or refusing to grasp 
what is already yours, refusing to grasp what is already yours in order that something better might actually emerge. See, Jesus already had equality with God. <laughs> he was in very nature God. He had equality. He just refused to say, I'm going to make my whole life about insisting on that, demanding that, making everybody re respect that and understand that. I am not going to go grasping after what's already mine. I'm going to just let that go in order that something better might happen. Th think for a minute about the garden, Adam and Eve. The devil, or the serpent comes along and says, if you do the thing, if you disobey God, you can be as gods. And they're like, whoa, wow, really? Well, what actually do we have prior to that story? The God, God himself coming and saying, let, I'm going to make you in my image. <laughs> and then I'm going to put you in the garden and you're going to do this, the work alongside of me and I'm going to walk with you. They already had a likeness of God and they get what? They grasp after what they already have. So submission again is uh, refusing to grasp, clutch, seize insist on what I already have in order that something better might emerge. Uh, I'm going to end by showing you how this actually works in real life. <laughs> in Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul writes on marriage, beginning in verse 21, and he dares to use the word, wives submit to your husbands. And uh, again, we often think, you know, that I'm not going to be me. <laughs> but if you remember that passage in verse 21 actually begins with submit each to the other, or one to another, out of reverence for Christ. So Paul's actually talking about in a marriage, it's mutual submission. It's not the wife submit and the husband just sort of, you know, demands his, his, his meal, his Cheetos or whatever. Uh, it's a mutual submission that's in picture. So uh, what is Paul actually saying? If you think about the submission as refusing to grasp, insist on, demand what's already mine, so that something else might emerge better, think about that in relationship with what Paul says to husbands and wives. You're already equal. <laughs> You're already equal. Um, you, God, God made you male and female. You both bear the image of God. Refuse to just make that the point of your marriage, always insisting on it. Either of you, just don't insist on it. Uh, instead, be willing to let that go, not clutch after it in order that something better, actually a real beautiful love story might emerge. Now, here's the thing. Coming back to remember at the beginning, I said that um, we like, we d despise the word submission and prize the word mission. That's actually how that text in Ephesians 5 works. One of the questions you have to ask yourself whenever you're, you know, going to let go of your right to something or you're not going to clutch after, grasp after what's already yours, is uh, I will submit insofar as I understand and I can support the mission of the other person. I will come and support that mission. Well, Paul actually in Ephesians gives us the mission of the husband and the mission of the wife. The mission of the husband, according to Ephesians 5, is husbands, 
love your wife at Christ's life, love the church and gave himself up for her. In other words, your mission, husband, has become, become Christ-like in sacrificial love. And then he's saying, wives, can you support that? <laughs> can you support your husband dying all the day long so that you can flourish? <laughs> and then he says to the wives, wives, your mission is to become uh, radiant like the church is supposed to be radiant. Uh, this sort of joyful, abounding life in the church. Your mission is to become as the church is supposed to become. Husbands, can you do everything to submit to that mission? That would work not only in marriage, it would work in friendship. I think David, Jonathan's friendship, Jonathan, in a sense, glimpses the mission of David and is willing to kind of come and support it. It would work in a workplace. Uh, you say, this thing we're trying to accomplish as a group of workers uh, for the sake of some greater good, I will actually come underneath it and support it. Submission, fundamentally, and I'll repeat it again, is refusing to grasp, to clutch, to insist on what is already yours, equality, freedom, respect, being loved, refusing to insist on that in order that something better might emerge. This is your submission, should you choose to accept it. Thanks again for joining us this week on our podcast. We hope this episode was helpful for you. And as always, we will see you next week.